Keep America great. Keep America great. Gotta stick to our guns. Keep the freedom we won. Keep America great. There will never be another USA. Freedom won't come back if we give it away. It's time to vote. It's time to pray. Let's join as one. Let me hear you say, vote Trump. 2020, go Trump. 2020, vote Trump. 2020, vote Trump. Let's get started. Hey, welcome everybody to our podcast today. We have our, our famous roundtable here. We're welcoming everybody, comments, suggestions. Um, if you have anything you want to suggest to us to top, talk about, please let us know. And uh, we have quite a good uh, topic to, co- to talk about today. We're going to pick up on something we touched about last week, which is... Um, uh, some of the riots and unrest that's still happening. What is it? Fifty-eight days now. Fifty-eight in Portland. days. And um, you know, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you jump in and start this off. But I just want to say one thing. I, I tell you, I heard this week. I don't know if any of you have ever been to a firing range. You know, I had a firing range near where I lived, mm-hmm. where where it was the police range. You know, it was an outdoor range. <clears throat> and, let, and let me tell you something. On the weekends. It sounded like a war zone. The reason, I, the, reason, the, reason, the reason I bring that up is because this past Tuesday in Chicago, there was a shootout that if you listen to the sound, it sounded like a shooting range. I've never I, I, I couldn't count the shots. I don't know how many shots were fired, but I couldn't believe this was in, I think, during the day, too. And of course, you know, a couple of people were killed, I think. But when I heard just just listening to the sound, I was like. This is like, this is what the Wild West. But anyhow, I'm going to let you pick up, Mike. Let's talk about Portland. Let's talk about some of these other places that are just letting these people go and do whatever they want. What kind of prompted me when we were talking about the subject matter, I had read uh, an article um, uh, published by the Daily Caller. Um, And I'll just read a little bit of the text just to kind of put it in context. It says Portland has seen over 50 days of protests and rioting and Saturday, meaning last Saturday, was no different. Daily Quarter reporters were at the scene where rioters squared off with officers after tearing down fencing and using it at uh, using it to barricade the federal courthouse. Now, the, the federal officers put up this barricade specifically within the law to protect federal property. Right. Outside the Mark O. Hatfield U.S. courthouse, hundreds gathered and immediately began removing the fencing surrounding the park and the courthouse that had been erected by the officers. Some rioters barricaded the building and began to taunt officers by banging on the walls and yelling at them to come in, to come outside. While all of this was going on, more quote unquote largely peaceful protesters broke into the police union's building and tried to burn it down. Yep. That is a federal offense that right is. there. Absolutely. That, that is a federal offense. And what particularly struck home with me about this is I used to live out there. I lived in Vancouver, Washington, which was right across the river from Portland, Oregon kind of the way Nyack is to Westchester County in New York, if anybody's familiar with that. Very similar, you cross the river, you're in Portland. And I remember what a cool city it was at one time. And the left-leaning politicians had started coming in there, even back then, 
but it wasn't like, you know, uh, it wasn't egregious. They were, you know, coming in to, you know, get maybe more museums in there and this and that, make it a little bit more artsy fartsy, which is fine. No problem with that whatsoever. But it has seemed to have manifested and taken hold where the mayor of this city is just he's just completely out of control. Now, I saw last night also up in Seattle, um, I saw the mayor on there again. Even though she could not get the original, quote unquote, chop area dispersed on her own, and it required the assistance of federal officers to go in there, there's a new area that they're trying to do almost the same thing, and she's fighting against the federal officers helping. Now, roll it over to Chicago, like you were talking about a little while ago. But now, finally, the mayor of Chicago is saying, from what I understand, she kind of acquiesced and said, yes, she will accept the, um, uh, the, the help from uh, federal officers uh, if the president uh, kind of, you know, is, is there in the same place. What I find disturbing more than anything about this, because, you know, basically you let a rabid dog run loose. It's going to just do whatever it wants to do. So many friends of mine, uh, Tony, people that you and I have known for many, many years. And, you know, uh, again, not to be disparaging on their political beliefs, but the fact that they are really calling for the arrest of these federal officers calling them stormtroopers. Uh, That's and absolutely it, absurd. And it's, and it's just ridiculous. And it's like, you know, I understand the need for peaceful protest and standing up for what you believe in, and they having gatherings and legal and everything else. But when you're occupying and trying to destroy federal property, what do you think the reaction is going to be? How can you be surprised when somebody says, you know what, you city police commissioner, you got, you know, 15 days to get this. You don't get this under control. We're coming in because it's, it is federal property. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm at a loss. Well, and I don't know how anybody on any side of the aisle can support something like that. You're absolutely right. Peaceful protests are fine. But when they turn into anarchy and when they come into public property destruction and people getting hurt, that's not a protest anymore. No, that's not. not a protest anymore. And the fact you're right. The, the, the names that they've been calling these federal agents, they're federal agents. They're not stormtroopers. They're not secret police. They're wearing gear. They're wearing protective gear. All right. These it, people don't understand that every single city in the United States has federal police agents. Mm -hmm. And whether, whether or not they're deployed or not is called upon if they're needed. But they, for them to say that they were brought in, they weren't brought in. These guys are in every city right now. You know what I mean? And it's a combination of ATF. Homeland Security, um, you know, these are all part of the federal government, and you're absolutely right. They're there to protect federal property, and there's a big difference between destroying federal property and destroying your neighbor's property. You well, have a federal offense, you're in, you're in trouble, and they can have all the laws they want and give all the freebies. This they is want. even, the, the, the whole thing is being propagated even by Newsweek magazine, who ran an article saying federal authorities have been accused of violating the Geneva Convention after apparently destroying medical equipment during protests in Portland. Uh, shared a video on Twitter Tuesday night showing medical supplies and protective gear covered in an orange liquid. 
So they're saying that, you know, they're, they're just saying that an epidemiologist is saying, well, the federal engine, um, uh, agents did this, so now they should be accused of war crimes. That's that ridiculous. You, and you, and it is ridiculous, and you know that's not true. They've been saying, there's been people dropping off baseball bats, bricks, all kinds mm-hmm. of other things. Look how many look how many cops were hurt trying to protect the Christopher Columbus statue, the first go around. Uh, that, the, that the mayor acquiesced in the middle of the night and took it down. Here's my question to the public. When does it end? And, and, and these people, so they took down the two Christopher Columbus statues in Chicago, and yet they have more demands. When, when is somebody going to stick up and say, hey, listen, you know what? Your rights are no different than anybody else's rights. And mm-hmm. you're destroying stuff. You know what? Stand down. These mayors are, are just off the charts. They're, they're off the chain, you know, with, with their decisions they're making. And I just hope pe- smarter people come next time election out on their rear well, ends. Tony, it's, it's ridiculous. This is a willful abandonment of responsibility to the people, period. Without question. Without question. End, end of discussion. I mean, to me, it comes down to this. You're a taxpayer. I'm a taxpayer. We're all taxpayers, right? Those buildings are not, don't belong to the federal government. They belong to us. Right. Right. Vis-a-vis the federal government. You understand what I'm saying. The point is we paid for those buildings. That's right. right. They're trying to burn them down. No, thank you. I mean, to what end, though? But but I'm saying to myself, do you burn it down? For for what? What's the what's the logic behind? Okay, I burnt down a federal bill. I I I overtook a police station. What's the end game? What are you talking the, about? Here's the end doing? game. The end game is the destruction of Trump's presidency. But right. I will tell you this. You poll anybody out there. Most Americans want to feel safe. They want to be safe. They want their family to be safe. They don't want their family to be afraid when they go shopping or to the store. All of oh. those things. Okay. Oh. So at the end of the day, they are just completely, it's going to implode on them. It's got to because you can't, this is not, this is just continuing. It's not stopping. They think the more they give in, the, the less is going to happen. And that's not happening. It's not happening. I mean, I heard the other day, AOC said she, she actually condoned people going out and shoplifting if they don't have any food. Right, I mean, exactly. Please mm-hmm. give me the logic behind that. I mean, so you're going to go rob a store owner who's struggling as it is to keep his doors open. And you know what? We have enough social programs in this country that no one should be looking for food. Nobody. Mm-hmm. And to go steal food for her to make it a, a ridiculous, ignorant statement like that. You can go. It's OK to shoplift if you need food. It's just beyond comprehension. She's got to go back to wherever she came from. She's so far in over her head. It's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. She thinks the money pot is never ending, too. She's she's ridiculous. Well, because, you know, you have to add. You have to be able to add to understand yeah. the money pot. Yeah. You know what I mean? These people don't understand when you have a dollar and you're spending three, you're in trouble. You know, you're in big trouble. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, but I'll tell you guys, I don't know what's going to happen because it's still happening in Portland, Mike. I mean, they're still they're still writing. I mean, without without the without Trump. Trump's saying he's going to stop it, and I think the majority of the people want it now. I mean, like, because, again, what, what, when's it going to end? They're not going to stop until they're stopped, and, and a few of these people are put in federal prison. It ain't like New York where you get bail, no bail reform. You get out the next day. You go to federal prison, you're yeah. in there. Baby. You're in. Oh, you're yeah. In there, and <laughs> you're in there for a pretty good amount of time, too. They make examples of some of these lunatics. That's when it'll stop because then they'll realize that this is not a joke. You don't have the authority or the right to destroy property that you don't own. You don't have the right to hurt anybody. I mean, I forget how many police officers I read that got hurt between lasers 
In oh, it's re- yeah, yeah, that's the the laser tactic. That's the I new mean, thing. And, the, and these cops have to stand down. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? They can't, you know, they, they can't use the tear, you know, some of these cities are writing laws. You can't use tear gas, you can't, to disperse crowds off. I mean, are you serious? I mean, these people are nuts. They're really yeah. they're just sideways. That's not the way to get your point across. That's not mm-hmm. a way to get dialogue. You know, you don't get dialogue by destruction. Okay, guys, hang on one second. Uh, I'm marking this time down. It looks like we lost Montana. Okay. Yeah, we did. Let me text him. Okay. He may need to re-sign in. Yeah, man, I've been watching this stuff in Chicago. Did you guys did you guys happen to see the Chicago thing uh, the other night that I that I put up on Facebook? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I did. It, it turned out that that was kind of like a live. It it was a short loop, like twenty six minute loop, and mm-hmm. it, it just kept looping around. So here I am, like a stunad watching this thing, <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, they just made that same trip around the statue before. What's going on? I'm like, it's a loop. But you, get, you got the flavor. I'm wondering if they ever got to Lori Lightfoot's house. Oh, well, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, truthfully, she should be impeached. Yeah, they, they were. Uh, yeah. Oh, they, it's disgusting. What I'm seeing is disgusting in Chicago, especially. And, you know, you know what really is getting me at this point? Nobody is addressing the black on black crime, which is far worse than anything you know well what you were talking about the other day and what tony was talking about as far as the shooting 50 people were shot 14 were killed during that thing and this was during a funeral a funeral that everybody in chicago should stop paying taxes and they should also collectively take a class action lawsuit against the city because because just because of what's going on to your point amo earlier is that we're all taxpayers. And the number one thing that these elected officials are supposed to do is protect you. Protect right. you. Yeah, you know, talking about these cities, I mean, I don't know. I think the only way to resolve this is what uh, President Trump is doing, is bring the, the uh, federal agents in uh, to protect there. And if these uh, mayors have any sense, if they really want the stuff to stop, if they want to help their taxpayers and citizens, they'll let they'll they'll ask for the additional help from these agents to support the police, mm. let the local police in the cities do their job. And um, and then, you know what, it, it'll be over. And then if they want dialogue, have dialogue. You know what I mean? Well, but, here's what we're not hearing from those mayors and and governors of these states is we're not hearing the words of bringing people together. So so many times I hear people tell me, well, we're not hearing from our president that we all need to come together. I, my response to them is, well, if you watch the press conferences instead of CNN, maybe you'll see some of those things that he says. Maybe you'll right. see and hear some of those things. But I'm not hearing those things either uh, from from these people on any of the news channels. That, well, that people the, need to come together and, and make amends and have well, peace and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Well, Ammo, none of the Democrats have, have uh, told anybody to stand down either. Right. They haven't really, they haven't really come out in, in full force and say, listen, this has got to stop. You want to protest? That's fine. We're fine with that. But you know what? As soon as somebody lifts a Molotov cocktail or lifts a bat or a pipe, that's when things change. And I haven't heard one Democrat come out and chastise any of these groups, whether it's Antifa, Black Lives Matter, or whatever. Now, real quick, and then we'll move on to the next subject. I saw something on TV last night, which I thought was great. I don't know if you guys saw it. I guess there was a city in Red, Redwood, California, um, 
I believe that's where it was, where the city, again, painted in the streets Black Lives Matter, right? They paid for the paint. They let whoever it was that wanted to do it, do it. They painted it. So a, a young attorney um, who happens to be from Russia, but she's an American citizen now, studied law when she came here, became a lawyer. She wrote to the city and said, listen, I want now that we have this in the public streets, I want to be able to uh, paint Trump 2020. Right. In red. And of course, the city freaked out. And of course, the city, of course, said, well, we can't do that. And of course, they immediately painted over the black lives. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I think I think every city should have somebody do that to say, listen, if you're going to paint something in a public road that we pay for as taxpayers, then we could paint anything we want in there. Let's get it over. And I'll tell you, they're going to win every time. Right. Mm-hmm. They're going to win every time. I just had to bring that up. Um, I just had to bring that up. So I love Emma, it. Let's, yeah. let's move on to our next subject here. And uh, again, th- we could talk about this for hours. And, oh, I know. Yeah, that's an ongoing. As long as they keep doing it, that's we right. keep talking about it. And I'm, I'm just hoping that it, it has an end in sight. I mean, because it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, no, I don't care what side of the island. You can't, you can't tell me that, well, everything is fine when everything isn't fine. I mean, these people just think it's going to stop. I don't know where they think it, why it's just going to stop miraculously on its own. No, it's not. It's but, not yeah, going to stop but, miraculously. Yeah, right. And then nobody can answer when they feel it should end either. Now, right. All the liberals that seem to be condoning this, you know, well, they need to protest as long as there's injustice. So basically that's open-ended. Well, yeah. I mean, just like they took the statues down uh, – mm-hmm. Lightfoot took the statues down in the middle of the night of Columbus. And then the next day, they started protesting again for what's next, what they wanted next. They had a next, their next request. Let me like, just, I know we got to move on to the next subject, but just to um, uh, answer something you just said about the statues. I saw a heartbreaking story last night in a, in a town in North Carolina where they removed, at a cemetery, removed an angel, statue of an angel overnight, which was on uh, a pedestal outside uh, an area designated for Confederate soldiers. And it was, it was uh, the statue was dedicated, uh, dedicated years and years ago by the Daughters of the Confederacy. And because it was over Confederate soldiers, the town authorized removing this angel statue from the cemetery. Yeah, I, I don't know. That, I, that, I, that's I, a I, sick thing to do. I just don't get it with the stat. I don't know what the statues are going to change, what it's going to change. I, 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 somebody's got to help me there. I don't know what taking the statues down is going to do or change or make anybody uh-huh. make anybody feel better. Most of these kids don't even know the history of the statues or the person or the people behind them. So, but, uh, you know, again, that's, they're just destroying history. They're just mm-hmm. destroying history. And this has nothing to do with Floyd. No. With Black Lives Matter. Not in the least. It's, Not yeah. in the least. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but Tony, don't you think, I mean, there's there's different groups. There's a few different groups, right? I mean, there's these guys, these anarchists, whatever, Antifa. These, all they want to do is destroy shit. They just want to break yeah. stuff and destroy stuff and wreck the country as much well, as it gets, they can. It, it, you're right, Montana. It gets back to what Amo said. It's all about Trump. This yeah. is just this is just they'll do anything, say anything. And I mean it. And they're proving it now to, to just get this man out of office. This man is a disruptor. He's not a politician. He's not one of them. And that's what they fear about him. He's not one of them. Yep. You know, that's it, it. The bottom line. And this is why you see guys like Romney 
joining BLM marches, he, and, and he doesn't realize he's putting a stamp on it on a Marxist ideology. You know, ridiculous. You know, you know, because you got two things that are really polarizing here. You have you have the idea that Black Lives Matter. I mean, liter- in literal terms, which I don't think any of us disagree with, right? We, exactly. we we believe that every life is sacred, right? So it has nothing to do with that, but that the movement itself is being co-opted by this whole Marxist ideology that is bent on taking America down to its knees, literally. And, Bingo. And that's that's the problem. So you have these two things that are being conflated, and the people there are people unwittingly taking part in stuff that they really have no friggin' idea what's going on. Without question, without question. And, you know, with the whole defund the police thing, with that in mind, Camo, let's move yeah. over to the, the next set of lunatics <laughs> talking about defunding the Pentagon. Yeah, so it came out this week. I love that. <laughs> yeah, this, this is interesting. It came out this weekend, and, uh, you know, uh, I'll stipulate that the headline is is a little bit sensationalized on Breitbart News. And, you know, uh, look, they're a media company just like any company. On the same token, though, basically what Bernie Sanders is working behind the scenes to uh, garner support in the Senate for defunding the Pentagon. And now we're starting with a 10 percent cut, (laughs) which on its face doesn't seem like it's a bad thing, but when you consider that um, the military funding over the last eight years prior to the Trump administration was in the crapper. They, well, yeah, I'd like to know when it was cut in those eight years. Yeah, and 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 so the, the thing here is, is that, you know, again, we get back to every American wanting to be safe, wanting to feel safe, wanting to um, wanting their, their family safe, so forth and so on. The safety of our country, probably the biggest job of the president in the Constitution is to keep Americans safe. So this goes back to something I believe Tony said before. That's his primary role, right? That's like one of the first things on the agenda has to be literally America first. Right. Done deal. That's in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Right. And and so you have guys like Bernie Sanders who, quote, when you try to polish a turd and call it democratic socialism. Again, he's all about leveling America out to other countries. Right. Dumbing everything down so that we're so that so that we take our rightful place in the world, new world order to be mediocre. And um, so if we start at 10 percent, where are we going after that? That's my right. that's my big concern. Right. right. I have no problem in finding a cheaper maker of toilet seats, commodes and outhouses and, you know, airplane wheels. I have no problem with that. Finding somebody who can deliver the same spec at half the price. I'm all down for that. Don't get me wrong. That's where these bills. That's that's what he should be working on, not just an overall right. number. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's and that's actually Trump's bellywick. I mean. Who knows better than him, the businessman and him, that, you know what, I'm not going to pay $48 for a hammer or, you know, $200 for a toilet seat. Amen. You know, or, or, or $9 for a bolt. I mean, that's, that's stuff that he's gone right after. And you know what? It's a hurry up and catch up. I mean, if you listen to the news, everything this man has done, 
they're all talking about doing now. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But he's like, that's the thing. Ready. Yeah. He's doing it already. He's you, doing it already. You, you know, know when you mean? when you were talking about uh, paying, you know, forty eight dollars for a hammer and everything else. You know, I've been in the military procurement area for years. And one of the quandaries that military groups and, and the military contractors run into is, let's say they were given a uh, hundred thousand dollars worth of uh, latitude in their military budgets for buying things and whatever. Okay. Right. And at the end of the year, the following year, they're coming up and it's November and they've only spent 60,000 of the hundred thousand. So what happens is if they only, if that's all they spend, their budget the following year gets knocked down to 60,000. Right. So <laughs> what they do is they order shit at any price as much as they can just to keep their budget above a certain level. And right. if they can exceed it by 10, they're allowed to exceed it by 10%. And if they can do that, they're going to do that. And that's where so much of that excess spending happens. It's true. Right. I mean, without, I've part without of that for years. It happens in the EDU as well. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of these people that, you know, one of the things Carly Fiorina, you know, which I applauded her for, yes. as she said, in the government was zero-based budgeting. Mm -hmm. That means that means at the beginning of the year, you start with nothing. Right. Again. Exactly. You don't, pick up, you don't pick up where you left off and get another 10%. Yes. That's part of the problem. That's part of the problem with education, too. Yeah. That's why the cost of education keep going up because, I mean, <laughs> you could talk to teachers in the street. They'll tell you, you know, if there's a, if there's a surplus – they got to spend it. Otherwise, they don't get it the following year. And they'll spend it on, you know, erasers or shit that, you know, they don't need. God, shit they don't need. And, and then, you know, again, the budget goes up. I mean, let's face it. When, is, when have they ever gone down? Yeah, that's true. When, when have they ever gone down? When is, if zero-based budgeting was, was allowed or, or, or practiced, it would make such a big difference because everybody would have to justify every penny where right now you don't have to justify anything. The year before, I had 100000 Now I get one hundred and ten. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it just it just flows. Yeah. It just continues to flow. And it's <laughs> well, true, you know, coming from that world, it, it it's definitely true. Um, you know, you get a certain amount of money in your department's budget, and if you don't use it, they scoff it and and yep. and, and they use it for you know uh, carpeting in the faculty room, right? And mm -hmm. then right. you know. <laughs> Even if you were trying to do the prudent thing and save some of that money for repairs or things like that towards the end of the year, it's like, well, past a certain point, the BAs look at it as, oh, this is unused money. You know, we can use this for other projects. And, right. and so you're right. afraid not to sp you're afraid to actually do the right thing with it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's true. Exactly. Exactly. So the incentive is the incentive is to spend rather than to save. It's that's backwards. right. It's backwards. It is backwards. It's totally backwards. You're right. Instead of looking for better ways to for econ economical reasons to where the money can really be redeployed the following year by doing zero based budgeting for things you really need. Yeah, it gets wasted on. Like you guys said, I need to, uh, you know, I'll just spend an extra, you know, $80,000 that I have on, on uh, you know, on the carpeting for, uh, you know, the faculty room and bolts that I don't need. Right. Uh, from the government. You know, you know, yeah, it's ridiculous. Hey, Montana. Yes, sir. Let's circle around. Let's circle around and talk about, we talked about it on one of our podcasts earlier about some of the local counties and, you know, what they're doing in terms of opening, not opening you know, with this whole COVID thing, I tell you, I'm, I, I mentioned it at one time. I'm just as confused as everybody else. You know, I know New York 
<coughs> New York just changed it again because they got upset. Mike, you can relate to this. They got upset over the Cuomo chips. What, mm-hmm. the, what, the, what, the, what the bars were doing, they were labeled bars to open, but you had to have to serve food. Mm-hmm. So the bar, the bars were serving chips, you know, and maybe a hot dog or something. He's bouncing and back against that too now. <laughs> he did. That's what I'm saying. He took it away. Now you have to have a full meal. But the full meal could be soup. It's, a, it's almost like, are you serious? So you can have a beer and a soup. All right. And that's considered a meal. But you can't have wings. You can't have chicken wings, but you can have a chicken breast. It looks like or, it's, or salad. it's like he's looking for ways to torpedo these guys. Exactly. It's totally. It's total. I just hope every one of these business owners gets out on on voting election and gets all their friends and family and everybody else and gets these nitwits out of order. Tell them to go get a real job. Let them have a real boss and earn a real salary instead of sucking off us, the taxpayers. Totally. You know what's going to happen, though? Here, here's, here's one of the problems you run into with this. The, these practices are most abhorred uh, in, in the states that are run by the Democrats anyway. So, totally. even, if we, <laughs> so even, if, even if we flipped a mega amount of vote, we're still going to lose probably those states. And those electoral votes anyway. What we need to do is make sure that the people in the swing states are the ones that are aware of this. Because we're not flipping New York. We're not flipping California. We're not flipping New Jersey. We all know that. That ain't going to happen. Well, so we got to make sure we, we hold fast places like Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Ohio, right. this, and Florida. This is where this, is where this has to be uh, focused. That's where it's got to go. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I'm just hoping that smarter minds will prevail in terms mm-hmm. of, Amo mentioned it earlier, about that people want to be secure. They mm-hmm. want to be, they want to feel safe. And I'm hoping yeah. that even in these liberal cities, that the people, that even the people that are on the fence or even on the other side are starting to say, hey, you know what? This is a little too much. This is not what I envisioned. You know, I, I didn't envision, you know, I envisioned putting up a museum, but I didn't envision burning one down. You know what I'm saying? And I'm hoping that just everybody just smartens up for their own safety. Because what's going to happen, Mike, is which is happening, by the way, people are leaving Chicago in droves, sw- swinging over to mm-hmm. Wisconsin, I think. They're, they're leaving. Yeah. People are bailing New Love York, it. too. Love you it. You know what I'm saying? Because th- that's going to be the answer. People don't feel safe, or, and they realize the taxes are going to go up to, to compensate for all this damage and everything like that. You know, and uh, I mean, I don't want to get off the subject. I'm going to, I'm going to let um, Montana pick up on this because, you know, it is. It's, it's local. It goes right down to, you know, your local townships. Well, and, and, and that's a great segue, Tony, because that's kind of what I wanted to carve out time for. Because, like, so I'm from Maryland and I live in Montgomery County. And for those of you who don't understand kind of the politics there, we have actually, for the first time in a long time, a Republican Governor Hogan, who's overall, he's been really, really good. So we're, we're typically not a Republican state. In fact, underneath him, we're not. But um, he's got good values and he's done a good job kind of managing Maryland, I think, uh, through the crises. But what I'm going to talk about is exactly what you said earlier, Mike, these local governments and everything. They're not going to impact the presidential Mm-hmm. electoral votes at all but god damn they i had no idea you guys how much power these little people have yep. because 
and I'm not bragging about Montgomery County, but it's like one of the wealthiest counties in the country, right? And so, therefore, you kind of would expect certain things out of that. If you move to Alabama in a shitty county, you would expect other things out of that. Right. Um, and probably commensurate taxes. Uh, right. right. So, that's I mean, right. that's kind of how it works. But anyways, these I want to talk about these local governments that I never really put a lot of weight on. Kind of like, okay, well, Democrats always win here. It's not even worth voting. Maybe I vote Democrat and pick the, the, the best of the worst rather than voting for the Republican ticket because it's a waste of a vote. That's how bad it has been here for probably 15, 20 years at least. Um, but what's happened in this county is the county executive has he shut Montgomery County down two and a half weeks longer than the rest of the state. So Maryland opens up under the governor, but Montgomery County doesn't open. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yep. these, yeah, guys, yeah. these guys have as much power as the governors, as, as what I'm finding. It's just a smaller geographic area, but they shut down the businesses longer. The people were irate. They were going crazy over this. Mark Elrich is the county executive. He's a complete idiot. And can you, I'm going to tell you guys this, and then I'm going to put a placeholder in. I want, I want to get a, a guest speaker on that is really, really knowledgeable. He's from the medical background. Um, he's a cardiologist. And uh, I just wanted to, him to give us a little bit of insight on facts about this virus as right. a medical practitioner. So we'll save that for another time. Yeah. Um, but the, the point being, there, there really is no reason to keep shutting things down. In fact, what we need to do is open things up. Exactly. Let's stop right. it. Exactly. Montgomery County also controls the schools. They control the schools. They control the businesses. This one idiot can shut it all down. We were going to open the schools and do one of those two days in, two days out at least kind of things for the kids. Now we've gone back to we're not opening anything up until next year. Okay, so here so, in New I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. No, I'm just, I, I, I want you to jump in. I'm just saying that that's great to have a good governor, which is hard to get in Maryland because they're almost always Democrats. But even if you get a good governor, it doesn't mean your state's going to be under control if it's run by a bunch of these idiots, which is what Maryland is. So I want to do a, a bit on that. But uh, they came to our cars and coffee is an establishment. It's an informal um, gathering of car enthusiasts that got started in California in the 1950s. And it's worldwide. And it's just guys, girls meet on weekends at a designated place with their cars and they talk about stuff. We got broke up last Sunday at our meet on private property by a woman from Montgomery County Health Department who works for Mark Elrich, the county executive, and she tried to tell me we needed to leave. This is outdoors, by the way. On private property. On, On private, private property where we have been for five years and the property management owners love us. They come and visit and everything else. She's telling me I got to tell everybody to disperse. We can't be here. And we needless to say, it got into a very escalated conversation. But they're coming back tomorrow. Um, with police, apparently, to wow. show the show the statute. Exactly. There's no in Maryland. I mean, we were kind of like shelter and home, and that was a mm -hmm. long time ago. Right. I mean, you have to wear masks when you go into a business, whether it's mm -hmm. a restaurant or whether it's a hardware store. 
Right. Um, but outside, you don't. It, mm-hmm. you don't. There is a 50-person limit, but it's a recommendation on gatherings. Mm-hmm. But if you're social distancing, that doesn't kick in. It's okay. like if you've got 40 people at a big table, that's okay. But if you have 50, it's too many. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing is they're trying to impose these guidelines on people that are having events. So I asked the woman, I mean, I work as a contractor for the federal government. I've never known federal government people to be big workers on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. So I said, <laughs> well, this is really, I said, you must be really diligent at your job because you work for the health department for Elridge and you're here at Sunday at 930 in the morning trying to tell 50 people to leave their private property. Uh, with your clipboard, by the way. So don't forget it, the clipboard. I said, you know, you tell Mark Elrich, he, he can come down here and tell me to get off this property because you shouldn't be sending older ladies like yourself. You remind me of my mother down here with the clipboard <laughs> to keep 50 people that are gathered. You're lucky. These are 50 really nice, calm, happy people. You right. go into some other group. They're going to cut you up into little pieces. Yeah. She was shitting a brick when I was telling her this story, right? Like, like talking to her. So I can only imagine the ramifications that are going tomorrow. But I wanted to get this physician in or a, a medical expert of sorts to kind of just talk about this virus versus go back to what we were doing, comparing it to really the flu that we get every year. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Strands of flu. That's and a lot of people have been saying that all along. Right. Let exactly. me give you some quick stats. These are real. And you can do all the stats that are coming out on this COVID thing are driving me nuts because they, they put a statistic out on the, the news blip and then they add their kind of, I guess, observation, opinion about that statistic. And it misleads people in a big way. Totally. All we need to really look at at first is are the hospitals at utilization or are they not like, the ICUs and that kind of thing. That's kind of important. I talked to this physician about that. He said, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, you know, this place, New York, it's at 98% uh, ICU. You know, he said the ICUs run typically at 95% capacity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so, right. Yeah. Was there really a huge problem? I mean, so anyway, the, he's got a lot of good stats. The stats I look at are the death rate and the hospitalization utilization, which is always high anyways. But the death rate is pretty easy because you calculate how many people are in the state, and then you just divide the number of deaths. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, right. that's the, the easiest ma- And you come up with the percentage. Yeah. But then what you do with that percentage, and I'll give you Maryland. So Maryland's like 6 million people. There's like less than 4,000 deaths. It comes out to not 1%, not 0.1%, 0.05% of the population has contracted the disease mm-hmm. but the, mm-hmm. or, or died. I'm sorry, that's the death rate. So on, on that, though, you have to take 96% of the people that have died of the 4,000 or so are over 65 years old. So of the people under 65 years old, the number of people is you can count them. You could have them over in your family room. Right. I mean, it's just the younger people don't die from this. <laughs> mm-hmm. and just like they don't die from the flu. And there's a second, and we've talked about this, the way that they're kind of inspiring the coding of death certificates by rewarding death certificates that are coded uh, with more money, if they're coded as a COVID death, uh, is skewing the number of deaths as well. 
there was a guy last week, right? He died on a, mo- he was on a motorcycle and he died yep. in a crash. Yep. And he tested positive for COVID and they said he died of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, I ran a, he was going 70 mile an hour motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> and he wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, unbelievable. Unbelievable. You can't I, make it up. And so they're, they're saying, follow the science, follow the science. And I'm all for that a hundred percent, but it's like, well, how can you rely? I've got a, how can you rely on the numbers if they're not feeding correct numbers? That blows the science out of the water. Exactly. Yeah. All you have to do is unfortunately put around a little bit and then all of a sudden everything becomes invalid. It's like you got to throw it all away. Yeah. If this right. if this was a supervised testing situation of some sort, you know, in, in an experiment. Right. You say, well, you just can't use that data. It's not right. It's not mm-hmm. truthful. They don't care. They just it. don't. They just don't care. No, yeah. they, they don't care. And so well, feeding yeah. feeding into that, and I'll make one last thing. I got a big meme in front of me that says, "Why did these governors defy federal guidelines and put COVID nineteen patients into ill equipped nursing homes?" And it's got Cuomo, Murphy, Wolf, Newsom, and Whitmer. Oh, that's and, the one I put up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. <laughs> Well, the incentive is there, right? I mean, they're going to get a certain amount of compensation for every COVID death. And listen, uh, rewarded behavior is repeated. They're going to list everything they possibly can so they can get more federal dollars into their kitties because most of these cities are broke anyway. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. are struggling to, 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 to finance their budgets, you know, and I don't know where they're going to come up with the money, but I know all these fines that they're, in, uh, you know, putting on people for everything now. Uh, including not wearing a mask, you know, I forget what, what state it is where they're going to find a person a thousand dollars for not wearing a mask. I mean, that's all. That's all. DC money into the kitty is it DC? That's right. And I think DC. it was two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Gee, I no shit, really. I'm wow. like, are you kidding me? Those idiots down in DC, man, they don't pay their parking tickets. You going to get two thousand dollars out of them for a mask <laughs> violation? You got the yeah, courts yeah. shut down. What? You're going to get nothing out of that. But that's great if you want to put that law out there, Mayor. What an yeah, idiot! Ex- exactly. 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 It's just total ridiculousness. I'll tell you, Democrats, if you're listening, just smarten up. You know, I mean, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, but I mean, you got, you know, logic's got to prevail. This is this these these laws that are being put in these, um, you know, these restrictions that they're putting on business people and everybody else are just, you know, you're going a little too far. Please think about it all and, and talk to your elected officials and tell them to smarten up, open the country. Let people get back to work. You know, the whole school thing is still up in the air. You've got different states doing different things. And I guess they want they want the federal government to make a decision on that. I mean, give me a break. One size doesn't fit all. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Just people, if you're listening, just just use your common sense. And a lot of this stuff, that's all it requires, some common sense. That's it. Right through this stuff, you know. Well, Antonio, you know, my opinion on this thing, too, is like we have to look. All this stuff going on, it's, it's crazy. It's it's it sucks, but we have got to get back to work. We have to open the businesses up, and most importantly, right now, we've got to open these school systems back up, which is not mm-hmm. happening. They it was right. happening, and they were coming up with even they were going to open or they were going to open partially, partial days or whatever. Now people are all over this area, uh, D.C. area, Virginia and Maryland. They're just going to no school. It's happening in Jersey now, too. Is that right? You see that? Yeah. 
Yeah, just last see, just last week, uh, we're getting notification that we're going to do a certain type of schedule, like you say, two days on, yes, two days off, w- rotating kids to drop the population to fifty percent, and then one day where they clean up the school, right? Yes. So, of course, the NJEA uh, is pushing back, saying it's unsafe. They've got. They've got teachers threatening to quit if we go back to school. So they're talking about a huge teacher shortage, so forth and so on. I don't know how that's going to roll out. But right now, uh, the the volley has been sent via uh, the NJEA back to the governor saying, look, this is a dangerous situation, blah, 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 that way. So we'll see. We'll see what the final result is. I mean, as it stands right now, we're opening. But that well, was before. Oh, that you was are opening up there. Kind of a, uh, you. you have the option of, of choosing whether you want to uh, school your kid from home or right. send them. They're giving them a choice. Right. So now that further complicated things this week. Oh so, so, so just as schools were, were developing their plans for opening and social distancing in the classroom, so forth and so on. So now that, then you have this thing. You know, this olive branch that Murphy decides to extend. If you want your child to be totally homeschooled, that's fine, too. Uh, But he's leaving out one big problem. You've got teachers now developing lessons for online classes every single day. What are they supposed to do? Yeah. What are they supposed to do? A private lesson with your with your kid, too? You know, so so it's how how is that going to work? You know, it's so it's it's really. I think there's more danger by not opening a school than opening it. Absolutely. Just just in general. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they don't realize what a domino effect that's going to cause between, you know, people having to go to work. They want that, but home. that's what they want. That's right. That's yeah. what they want. Yeah. They want chaos. Yep. I think, you know, I think it might be interesting that if, uh, if God forbid, uh, Joe Biden were to win, that all of a sudden COVID oh, goes God. away. COVID goes away. Yep. Oh, yeah. It opens up again. That's my mm-hmm. prediction. Yeah. Yep. It's, 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 it's shameful. It's disgraceful. I mean, you know, these, uh, I don't well, know. Well, it's an opportunity it. for the Republicans to take over some of these uh, congressional seats and, you know, even, I don't know, mayor seats and some of these lower local government positions, I think, because at the local levels that I know we got to get the presidency in there, but I, I mean, I can't, I can't believe I know there is a lot of them, but that anyone would vote for Biden. I, I don't care if he picks the man on the moon for vice president. I mean, I can't well, imagine. I, I cannot. I, I, imagine. I heard, I heard an, uh, an interesting statistic that 62% of people out there are afraid to, afraid to say who they're voting. Oh for. yeah. I saw that. Who right. they're and that's yeah. what is going on with the polls. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I don't now, know about you guys. Have you guys ever been polled? I've never, never, been nope, nope. I was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who is, but you know. So take that uh, thinking for a second. Fifty-two. Let's just say fifty-two percent of people are afraid to give their opinion. Sixty-two hours. Or sixty-two. Sixty-two. So now think about that for a second. Why would you be afraid to give your opinion? Well, probably because the the majority of media is is um, liberal based. The majority, Mm -hmm. right? That's that's what's in the press, right? So so you're Mm -hmm. you're afraid to to out yourself as a conservative or or right leaning, right or right Right. or right of center. So to me, what that what what is that telling me that there's a silent majority right now that is going to be probably bigger than anything we've seen in a very long time. 
Well, it gets back to what I said. If you have common sense, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious the way things. I mean, if you're really for safety, if you want the police, if you want to be protected, there's only one way to vote. Absolutely. You know, so. But, folks, listen, this was really a good podcast. And, um, yes. you know, again, I'm just going to tell everybody, bye, Goya. Uh, if you haven't already done so, I have like crazy. <laughs> you have no. I, I went to BJ's the other day. <laughs> Goya, oh boy, there you go. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, send these lunatics a message. And uh, like I said, just just think about it. Um, if you have any comments or suggestions, and haters, you know, we, we, listen, we welcome you. But you know what? You really got to stop the hate. I mean, that you know, stop the hate. Um, and just vote with your brains and not with your emotions. Um, but our next podcast, we're going to try to bring in some guests to talk about. Um, so we thank, you for, we thank you for joining us today. And like I said, if you have any comments or suggestions, just leave them on our site. You can call into the site and leave a voice message. Um, until next week, we thank you all for joining us today. Have a great week, folks. Thank you. Take care, all. Take care, everybody. Good weekend. Take care. Keep America great. Keep America great. Gotta stick to our guns. Keep the freedom we want. Keep America great. There will never be another USA. Freedom won't come back if we give it away. It's time to vote. It's time to pray. Let's join as one. Let me hear you say, vote Trump 2020. Go Trump 2020. Vote Trump 2020. Trump.